0: Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after worshiping Lord Narasimha Dev, he traveled in the same way as always, dancing and chanting down the roads throughout the day and night, inducing everyone he would meet to chant Hare Krishna. As soon as they would chant, he would be so happy he would embrace them and invest his own shakti. love of God within their hearts and then sent them home to preach. For some days he traveled dancing and chanting. Then he came to the holy bank of the river Godavari. Upon seeing the Godavari river he remembered the Jamuna river. Upon seeing the forests along the banks of Godavari he remembered the forests of Vrindavan. There he chanted and danced as he always did. He crossed over the river. He took his bath. Then he sat a little distance from the river in a secluded place and chanted the holy name, waiting. Moments later, there was a procession of over a thousand people. There was musical instruments being played hundreds of Brahmins chanting mantras and performing various Vedic rituals. Amidst that wonderful celebration, in the center of it all, there was a beautifully decorated palanquin. Riding on the palanquin was the governor of Madras, Srila Rai. He came off of his palanquin to take his ceremonial bath in the river Godavari. As the Brahmins were chanting their mantras, Ramanandarai performed the proper Vedic rituals in the river, offered oblations to his forefather, and came out. Meanwhile, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu saw Ramanandarai. In his mind, he was running to embrace him, but somehow or other, he remained sitting. When Srila Ramananda Rai saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he saw that his effulgence was as bright as 100 suns. He came to the Lord and offered his prostrated obeisances just like a stick on the ground. Lord Chaitanya told him, Get up and chant the holy names of Krishna. Are you Ramananda Rai? Ramananda Rai replied, Yes. I am your very low servant. I am from the Sudra community. Please note, this is the nature of a great personality. An ordinary man wants himself to be introduced as something very special and great. Actually, Ramananda Rai was in the highest level of pure devotional service, he was in a very high prestigious position of government. Thousands of people worshiping him, riding on a palanquin. This was his duty. But in his heart, he was revealing himself. I am your very low servant coming from the Sudra community. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then embraced him. As they embraced, they fell into a trance of ecstatic love. They practically fell unconscious. Tears were pouring from their eyes. Their complexion were becoming pale. Paralysis. Trembling, shivering from their mouths with choked voices. They were continuously saying, Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. This was the intimate reunion of Sri Krishna and vishakha Gopi. As we know, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is... Krishna in the mood of Srimati Radharani, and one of the most dear associates of Srimati Radharani is Vishakasaki. In this particular incarnation, this was the first moment in which they met together. What was the intimacy of the ecstatic love they shared between each other? We will never know, but we can hear it and try to become purified through this process. As they embrace, they were exhibiting such ecstatic symptoms of love, they would fall down and become unconscious. Then it can become conscious and exhibit all kinds of different transformations of divine love. The Brahmins, who were ritualistic by nature, they were struck with wonder. They were thinking in their minds, this sannyasi who was effulgent like the impersonal Brahman, why? Why is he exhibiting such happiness by embracing a sudra? And Ramananda Rai, he's a maha he's a great scholar. He's a big, big government officer. He's a very grave and sober personality. Why? He has become completely mad, lost all composure, embracing a sannyasi. They could not understand Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Rai, noticing that these Brahmans assembled were not able to comprehend the level of their spirituality. They somehow or other forcibly restrained their ecstatic feelings and became sober. The Prabhupada explains that sahajyas, they like to imitate ecstatic symptoms, in front of ordinary people just to get followers and money. However, great personalities, even if they have ecstatic love of God, they will restrain themselves from manifesting it before anyone who cannot understand what it really represents. Lord Chaitanya and Ramanandarai composed themselves and sat down. Lord Chaitanya first spoke. He said that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya has spoken of your qualities, and he has made a great endeavor to convince me to meet with you. Indeed, I have come here to meet you and it is with very good fortune that it has happened so easily. Srila Ramananda Rai replied that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya has indeed accepted me as his servant. And therefore, he is very, very merciful to me to send you here to deliver me. Even in my absence, he is thinking about my well-being. I can understand that Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya has truly received your special mercy. How is that? Because you have touched me, although I am untouchable. Due to Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya's love for you, You have shown me this mercy. Ramananda Rai is revealing a very essential aspect of Vaishnava thought, that it is due to a great devotee's love for God and their good wishes toward you that you can receive the mercy of the Supreme Personality of God. When Srila Prabhupada was asked, what was our qualification to receive the highest consciousness of Krishna consciousness? at least the opportunity to attain it. The Prabhupada told us, you have no qualifications. I made your qualification. What does that mean? Because of his surrender to Krishna and his good wishes to our fallen selves, Krishna is giving his mercy to us. That is the process of Krishna consciousness, to somehow or other get the mercy of a Vaishnava. And anyone who thinks that they can approach Krishna directly, is very unfortunate because it is impossible. But when we get the favor of those who have surrendered their lives to Krishna, then Krishna will naturally shower his blessings and give us every opportunity to perfect our lives. But then, after getting this fortune which may take millions and millions of births, we have the free will what we will do with this opportunity. Will we accept it for some time and then reject it? Or will we cherish it and treasure it for our whole lives? Krishna consciousness is a lifetime process. If somehow or other, before the moment of death, we can one time chant the holy name of the Lord purely without offense, we have achieved the ultimate goal of life but Krishna doesn't give that fortune so easily. Relatively, in this age of Kali, by the mercy of Lord Goranga, he does give it easily. But what's easy is very difficult for us. Krita Yuga, you would have to fast in complete celibacy concentrating your mind on one particular object, the super soul in your heart for 60,000 years with unwavering mind for you to get love of God. How many of us could do that? So comparatively, following the four regulative principles, chanting 16 rounds, humbly serving Vaishnavas, not committing offenses, trying to sincerely do our service, in this short lifespan of maybe 50, 60, 70 years at the most, maybe 80, 90, if we can get that one mantra out of our mouths purely, and we perfect our lives. So easy. But the tendency in this age of Kali Yuga is Maya is always trying to drag our consciousness away from from whenever and wherever the mind wanders due to its flickering and unsteady nature, we must certainly withdraw it and bring it back under the control of the self. So Krishna consciousness is a constant battle. But somehow or other, if we just don't offend Vaishnavas and stay in the association of devotees and keep trying honestly, earnestly, sincerely, Krishna will save us. However fallen and difficult it may be, and we are. So Srila Ramananda Rai, he gave all credit for his mercy to Sarva Bhomavati. He explained to Lord Chaitanya that you are the Supreme Personality of God. You are Narayan himself, and I am just a lowly, fallen, sinful government servant from the sudra class, the lowest of all castes. But yet, you have touched me You have embraced me. You have broken all the Vedic injunctions. You have touched an untouchable. Therefore, I can understand that you must be the supreme Lord and your mercy is supreme. Great souls like yourself, you go to the homes of householders for no other reason but to purify the minds of those fallen householders. You are so kind, my Lord that you have come all this way, to this place, just to deliver me. Not only me, but look at these thousands of associates of mine, headed by these Brahmins. You have miraculously melted all of their hearts. I can hear only the holy name of Krishna being chanted through their mouths. their bodies are thrilled with ecstasy and their eyes are full of tears. Thus I can understand, my dear sir, through your bodily features and the characteristics of your mercy that you are none other than the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu replied, Sir, you are the best of topmost devotees. Therefore, just by seeing you, all of these people's hearts have melted. Although I am a Mayavadi sannyasi and a non-devotee, even I am floating in the ocean of love of Krishna due to being touched by you. But to speak of others, knowing this, in order to rectify my heart, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya has sent me here just to hear Krishna Katha. In this way, they each praised one another with great love and that both of them were so very pleased at tasting the nectar of the glorious qualities of the other you are listening to radhanath swami on the sacredconnect.com